How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. No games on the schedule? That doesn't stop us from talking football. It's time for the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are your hosts, past WFCA president and associate head coach at Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle, and the fans' high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome into the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host. Each and every time we do one of these shows with the WFCA, he is the past president of the WFCA, Hall of Fame member and associate head coach at Heartland Arrowhead. He is Tom Swiddle. Coach, how are you? Good, Mike. How are you this morning? I'm doing good. It's kind of sunny out, right? I got my grass cut, so I'm feeling good about that. Yeah, I did that yesterday, too. We are smart boys, Tom. I got (laughs) to tell you. Hey, let me run down today's show real quick. 10 o'clock, our first guest is Wade Lebecki. He's the uh, deputy director of the WIAA. At 1030, Jason Eisenman. He's the head strength and conditioning coach at Arrowhead. 11 o'clock, Travis Wilson, WFCA executive board member. And... uh, he is a Wisconsin Sports Network general manager and a football editor. Got a lot to talk to him about. And 11:30, Drew Ambrose, offensive coordinator at Franklin High School, going to be hosting a WFCA Zoom football clinic on Thursday, June 4th, and we'll talk to to Drew a little bit about that. But our first guest, and and being the deputy director of the WIA, I don't know if he's ever been busier than he is nowadays. <laughs> Wade yeah. Lebecchia. Hey, Wade, how you doing? I'm doing well, Mike. How are you? I'm doing well, man. You are. Uh, we might have to start sending you a check from uh, 105.7 here. I turned on the the big show yesterday. Listened to you for a little while. That was good. You, I thought you did a nice job with Tim Allen. Thank you for doing that. Well, yeah, thanks. And it's you know always a pleasure to talk about high school athletics. And even though the tough times are tough right now, it's you know it's still high school athletics and sports, and it means a lot to kids. You know, Wade. I when I was on Tim's uh, on t- with Tim on on Thursday, um, uh, for me, you know, I I've gotten not over the point, but I understand how much these seniors, the kids that that seasons ended, uh, the winter season and then spring, how how these kids are feeling. But I started feeling uh, for the parents and and kind of that that close knit group of aunts and uncles that go to every baseball game or go to you know any spring sport. And when your son or daughter is a senior, it's the year of lasts, 
right? It's the last time I'm going to go play at Brook Central. Last time I'm going to play at Arrowhead. Last time I'm going to play at Muskego. And for a lot of those people, um, that part was taken away. And I know as a parent, and I'm sure Coach Swiddle, same thing. That would have been a difficult thing for us to go through as well. You know, and, and I think it is, you know, uh, working with my job and what I do, I, I have the state championships, you know, in football and wrestling and baseball. And, you know, there's always that closure. Um, you, you have the last game of regionals if you lose in the first round of regionals or if you win the state championship. You have that closure. And, and you just didn't have it this year. And it's so hard to go ahead and not have that, uh, you know, whether it's a boys basketball, uh, you know, the state championships, and you're one game away and, and all of a sudden it's done, uh, you know, or the girls' championships, and and, and you uh, you get to state, but you don't get to step on the floor. You don't have that closure, and that's the difficult piece of where we're at right now. You know, high school athletics means so much to kids, and, and, and the experience and, and the, the camaraderie and everything that you have and all of a sudden, they say, well, schools are closed in two days, and you can't go back. I was talking to uh, one of my former players, and he's, you know, they've got all the backpacks for all of the kids in the elementary school out in the gym because the kids didn't go back and get those backpacks, and, and they're trying to figure out how they're going to get them back to the kids. So oh, boy. that's the hardest part, I think, of all of this is the, the mental aspect, uh, the, the, the piece that – you don't have that final, this is it, it's over with. And, uh, you know, I, I worry about that with our high school kids. I worry about that with all of our students. And Tom would know that because he's a guidance counselor. Uh, you know, you have to have some of that closure and you have to have some of that. So that's probably the hardest part about all of this. You know, uh, sports are games. And when you put it in perspective of that, you know, it's not the biggest thing in our lives right now. But for a high school kid, it probably was a very big part of their lives. And, and uh, you know, that, that was, those were hard decisions and, and even where we're at right now. So we want to project out to the future and we want to have some hope. And uh, we're looking forward to when we can go ahead and get the kids out on a practice field and get the kids out on a practice court and, and start practicing and being around their friends again. Wade, so well said. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, you put everything in perspective there and, and uh, again, I want to echo something that Mike started with. Uh, you have to be one of the most popular people in Wisconsin. Everybody wants a piece of you these days. And so we really appreciate you coming on and spending an off day with us. But, Wade, is it fair to say that we are a little closer to knowing what the fall season will look like? You know, we've been working with the Department of Health Services, and with the governor's office, and with the Department of Public Instruction and, and trying to get a plan for reopening. And, you know, I, I think in the last week, uh, the NFHS came out with their guidelines, which that's what we're calling them, their guidelines. They are not a prescription on how uh, we in Wisconsin are going to open up. You know, every state in the, in the country is different. And uh, we're, we're using those. We're going to put those together with the CDC guidelines and, and uh, the Department of Health Services guidelines, and we're going to try to develop a best practices to open up. Because, yes, I do believe that we will, on August 4th, issue football equipment. And on August 5th, uh, hear the first whistle at whatever time, 9 o'clock, 
eight o'clock in the morning and, and practice. And, and same thing a week later when we're going to do cross country and golf. And two weeks later when we're going to do volleyball. Uh, so our perspective right now is how are we going to get our sports medical committee to give us best practices? How are we going to work with the football coaches association to develop practices so we can get kids out there to do their thing? And I do believe, Tom, that we will go ahead and have practices. Now, somebody may change that on us, but right now that's our that's our mentality and that's our perspective. We are talking with we're talking with Wade Lebecki, the de- uh, deputy director of the WIAA. Tom. Well, and and you know, based on what Wade said, you know, I I've been getting all kinds of of uh, phone calls and texts and emails from coaches. One, hey, what do you know? And uh, everybody that I have connected with in that way i've said i i guarantee you the wiaa is doing everything they can so that the fall sports season happens but we're just going to have to be patient and and wait for what the the directives are going to be when that decision is made you know and, and the key is we have to do it when it's safe you know uh, i said it yesterday multiple times the key factor in all of our decision-making is going to be what's best for the kids, safety-wise, what's best for our coaches, safety-wise. You know, and that's going to be for practice. And then we can ex- go beyond that eventually and what's going to be best for our officials. And then if we can get fans in there, what's going to be best for the fans? You know, I had somebody email me yesterday and said, well, you ought to just cancel right now because it's either all or nothing. Well, you know what? We're going to take it a day at a time. This is so fluid. Everything changes daily. You know, yesterday the CDC came out and said, okay, the surfaces aren't as big of a risk and biggest factor. Well, we can't keep up with the changes. It's, it's right. so moving so quickly. So we have to be ready, and, and hopefully by the time August rolls around, it'll be safe for us to bring the kids back. It'll be safe for that. Because you know what? Those kids are yearning. They're, they're, they're ready to be around their friends. They're ready to be around uh, the, the social aspect of being a part of a team yeah that's 100 percent. and wade after you figure out the officials don't forget about those media people make sure they're safe on the sidelines as as well you could keep them you know maybe they shouldn't be ahead of the officials but just straight uh, straight behind hey wade when somebody calls you and says what somebody said let's just cancel it's all or nothing you know you've got to kind of shake your head at at, at a statement like that just because things have changed so quickly here in just the last week with what 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 the direction from from certain areas are coming from that that who knows what this what it's going to look like two weeks from now right right and you know one of the hardest things about with the girls basketball probably was at the time we had more calls from Green Bay that were saying we don't want the people from outside of our community coming in and bringing in this virus and hurting us so we want you to cancel because of that you know right now we've got a lot of people who are focused mainly on how it's going to affect them and you know we have to take a a bigger wider world view and make sure that we include those people in our decision making but we also have to go on the other end and say how is this going to benefit the kids safely how are we going to be able to do what's best for everybody involved and sometimes you know we're going to have to go ahead and and err on the side of caution and say okay we can't do this so you can play football up in florence wisconsin 
and 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 for people who don't know where that is, I, I, I tell you, it's in Michigan, probably. But <laughs> come on, it's a half happen. hour from Pembine. I, I go through Florence every time I go up to Michigan Tech. <laughs> I know, and I've been up there for regional baseball. I mean, but they're not going to have as many coronavirus cases probably as they do in Waukesha, or as they do in Madison uh, or Green Bay. You know, it, it's just every part of the state's going to be different. And that's going to be the hard part. So when we come up with the best practices, it's really going to focus on what is your local health department saying and what is your local community saying, because it's different all over the state. You know, up here, um, and right now I'm in the Menominee area, uh, St. Croix County is talking about going and changing to the bounce-back plan. Why? Because when the state opened up, guess where all of the Minnesota people are coming? So it's changing differently in different parts of the state. How are you going to go ahead and be able to adjust your local community and what your local rules are? So it's going to be interesting because we'll, we'll try to work with a best practices plan. But at the same time, you're going to have to figure out what's working best for your district. You know, what's working in, in, in Milwaukee is going to be different than what's working in Rhinelander. So, right. Those, that, are the, that's, those are the difficult things that we have to deal with. Hey, Wade, um, last question before we get to a break. I, I can't imagine that, that the rules that are going to be in place for football are going to be the same as they are for cross country or for soccer or for tennis. You guys are probably coming up with, with different sets of rules for each sport, correct? Well, that's what we talked about with the football coaches on Tuesday is, you know, what's going to be the best practices for a sport so what our goal is is we're working with our sports medical chair dr walter out of children's down in Milwaukee. we're going to take these guidelines from the nfhs from the cdc from the various states we're going to find out what's the best plan for wisconsin and then we're going to talk to our coaches and say okay if you're going to have your five contact days during the summer coaches come up with the best practices plan that all the coaches in the state can use and adjust to their situation. And then what's going to be a best practices plan for practices in August? And we're going to try to go ahead and give them tools and resources that they can use to say, hey, this is the safest way to conduct a practice. We're going to go ahead and spread the kids out. We're going to be able to do these drills in this situation. If we're in phase two, these are the drills you can do. If we're in phase three, these are the tools you can do. So we want to go ahead and give them something that reassures them that this is the best practices that you can do in your situation. And That's very great. quickly, Mike, um, yes. it, it's great that the WIAA partners with not only the Football Coaches Association but the other sports associations and, and has you know some say in what this will look like. We really appreciate that. Yeah, I, I like that because I, I think when, when the WFCA and the WIA are working together rather than negotiating and, and, and saying, no, it's got to be our way or the highway, I think that's the, the, the way things get done. And, 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 and certainly, Tom and Wade, I've told you this in the past that, you know, when I watched you guys try as hard as you did to have those student athletes play 
um, at the end of that basketball season and how hard you guys tried to figure that out. I was really impressed with that a lot. So let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to continue to talk to Wade. We're going to hold him over for one more segment. Got a few more questions for him. Again, he's the deputy director of the WIAA. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. As things try to get back to normal in the sports world, you can count on The Fan to keep you updated on the latest with the NBA, NFL, and MLB. AM 1250 and 105.7 FM, The Fan, a radio.com sports station. Hey, this is Mike McGivern. If you listen to some of my shows, you know how much I appreciate our local pick-and-save stores. They truly care about our Wisconsin people and communities. They know how busy you are running your kids to school and practice. So now they're making fueling up your family a great way to help fuel your car. Earn points by shopping at your local pick-and-save store. Redeem those points for discounts on fuel at BP locations. For more information, go to pickandsave.com backslash fuel. Thanks, Pick and Save. 555 continues at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Gina Della from Pella. Set an appointment now in home, virtual, or showroom and get 5% bonus savings, 5 years no interest, plus 5 months before your first payment to approve credit. As a Wisconsin essential business following CDC guidelines, you can also feel confident knowing everything's Pella measured, installed, and assembled in the USA. The 555 offer ends May 30th, so set your appointment today at PellaWI.com. Stay home. Stay calm. Stay connected. Stay active. Take deep breaths. Call your friends. Dance to a jam. We're all keeping our distance, but we are in this together. For more information on how to take care of yourself and others, go to imlistening.org. That's imlistening.org. For the brave men and women of our United States military, it's been said, some gave all, but all gave some. And at Tayback Law, they honor those sacrifices by working to ensure that veterans receive the benefits that they're entitled to. If you're a veteran living in Wisconsin, regardless of how recent or long ago you served and have been wrongfully denied or feel that your condition was not properly evaluated by the VA, visit TaybackAttorneys.com and set up a free evaluation right now. At Tayback Law, they fight for those who fought for us. Contact Tayback for the payback. TaybackAttorneys.com. This week on Antiquers Paradise. So I found this in my attic. Ah, a genuine HELOC or home equity line of credit. Whoa, what's it worth? As much as you want. And you can use that money for remodels, tuition, just about anything. Plus, you only pay interest on what you use. Wow, and it was just in my house. Yes, it's on almost everyone's. Find out how much equity your home is hiding with a free rate quote. UW Credit Union, here for every you. Equal housing lender. The Wendy's Big Show. David Bakhtiari on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Clay Matthews, to me, was a gem for this team. It would be great to see him finish his career as a, a Green Bay Packer. I would love for him to be back. Uh, I've had conversations with him. I think it would be a great match for both. He's a guy who will lead by example. But then again, I'm not the GM, so... At the end of the day, my opinion doesn't matter. Afternoons 2 till 6, only on Sports Radio 1057 FM. The Fan, a radio.com sports station. (laughs) 
Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGivern. My co-host is Tom Swiddle, Associate Head Coach at Arrowhead. Our guest is Wade LeBecchia. He's the Deputy Director of the WIAA. You know, Wade, I was thinking about Tom and, and Matt over at Arrowhead, and I, I think with the way things are, are happening, I think guys like uh, Matt Kern at Eisenhower, who's been there for a while, he's got the same staff, and, and, and they have their system in place, and their kids kind of know what they're going to get into, have, are going to have quite an advantage, I think, in the beginning of the year um, compared to like Matt and, and Tom going to be at Arrowhead where they haven't even really met their kids in person yet. And, I, and I'm wondering how much of a disadvantage this whole thing is going to be for guys that are coming into a, a program for the first time. Well, you know, the, the eligibility rules haven't changed and the coaching contact rules haven't changed. So, you know, they're the same for any new coach, whether it was a month ago or two years ago. It, it, you're going to go ahead and be restricted on what you can do as far as coaching instruction and X's and O's and implementing your offense, implementing your defense. Those rules are the same. But there's nothing preventing coaches from going ahead and getting on huddle or Google Hangouts or Zoom and having an organizational meeting and doing team building and leadership skills. You can still connect with your kids. And I would tell you that's the most important piece right now uh, for coaches to go ahead and, and communicate with those kids. How are you doing today? Uh, you know, how has everything been going? How's the, how's the family been? All of those things that you would run into a kid in the hallway and, and talk to them about. You can do now. You just have to do it electronically. And I would hope that our coaches are doing that. The best coaches are going to rise to the top right now. They're the ones who are connecting with their kids. They're the ones who are, are going in there and saying, I care about you. And I want you to do the best. I want you to have the best. And I want you to feel good. I want you to go ahead and have uh, your, your buddies around you and all of that. And we will do that when we can. But right now, this is how we're going to connect. Because I worry about the, the mental wellness right now of, of our students, of our student athletes. That's the biggest thing. Because, you know, the door was shut pretty quick. And they walked out of that school and literally didn't go back. And, and, and they didn't get a chance for that closure with that relationship either. So right now we're really concerned about the mental health and the mental wellness of our kids. Uh, there's some studies coming out, and they're dramatic uh, on where kids are physically as opposed to where they were a year ago. You know, the kids, they sat at the house with the safer at home. They didn't get the physical uh, fitness aspect that they normally would get in spy ed classes for the practices and so forth. But they also didn't get that connection with the coach. They didn't get that connection with their teammates, with their students, uh, you know, inside the student body. That is dramatic on, on the effect of the, the status of their health and where that's at. And there's a, there's a study coming out. I can't quote it right now because it's not finished. It's not official. But the depression rate in, in high school kids right now is, is, has changed dramatically. And that's where I'm concerned. That's why we want to have this hope that football is coming, going to start on August 5th. That's why we want to have this hope that, you know, volleyball is going to start two weeks later on, on August, uh, whatever it is, 22nd or that. We need to, we need to be addressing that. And that's what our coaches need to do right now. You don't need X's and O's. 
you need connections. You need to talk to your kids. You need to talk to those football players. You, you need to check in with them and see how they're doing. And, and that's where your best coaches are going to be successful. Boy, Wade, I, I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly there. And to Matt Harris and the other coaches at Arrowhead, I know we have gone out of our way to connect with our players in, in that manner. Um, so, you know, coaches, if you're listening and you haven't done any of that yet, please do that. It's very, very important. You know, Wade, I've got on my computer open right now, I'm looking at the guidelines set out by the National Federation. And as I read through these these guidelines, the, the thing that, uh, you know, over and over comes to my mind is, boy, a lot of the success of, of the, the sports season and all the different things that have to happen are going to fall directly on the coach. It's amazing how often the coaches mentioned in these bullet points what they should be doing. And uh, that concerns me a little bit, you know, that, that the coach and, almost, and, and his staff, um, you know, really have to pull this off. You know, and, and I think it's very, very important as you talk about that, Tom. Um, the coaches is one cog in the wheel. And, you know, we're not going to, when we come out with our, our best practices plan, we're not going to go ahead and, and heap all of that onto uh, the coaches. We just can't do that. You know, those are guidelines, and, and those are suggestions. They're not mandates, and we're not going to make them mandates. We, we're going to work with our sports medical and, and Dr. Walter, and we're going to go ahead and come up with best practices on what can be done. But everybody's in this together. We're going to have to come up with something that is practical, that's realistic, and reasonable. Uh, you know, the coach might have to go ahead and, and have uh, to make some adjustments, but we don't want to heap all of that on it. You know, it's, it's kind of like, you, you know, the difference between being the assistant coach and the head coach. You know how that is. Uh, right. You know, there's a, I always told the people, you know, I wanted to be a head coach when I was an athletic. Be careful what you're asking for because, you know, it's not out there on game day and, and choosing whether you run right or run left or throw the ball uh, you've got to deal with the media you've got to deal with the parents you've, we can't heap all of that on the coaches either so when we're in here we want to give them a guide that's going to be practical that they can implement if you can't do a piece of that we understand that but we want you to do the best you can to go ahead and make sure it's safe and you're going to have to work with your administrators and with your athletic director with your assistant coaches to make sure that you can give that safe environment for the kids but, yeah, a lot of that stuff in the NFHS, that's wonderful. Uh, it's a great guide, but some of it might not be able to be done. And we, we understand that. So we're going we're gonna to take those guidelines, and we're going to put something that's the best for the state of Wisconsin because what you have to do in Georgia is completely different than what you have to do in, in Wisconsin. What you have to do in Florida, Texas, California is different than in Wisconsin. So we, we really, what we do is we work with our people in Michigan, in Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois, uh, our Section 4, Indiana, and our Midwestern people because that's what's more practical for us. So that's a great plan, but remember, that's for the nation. And it's including New York City, it's including Atlanta, it's including the hot spots where all of this stuff started. It's not the same in Wisconsin. So we, we have to come up with a practical guide. Yeah, no doubt. He is Wade LeBecki. He's the uh, Deputy Director of the WIAA. 
And Wade, last quick question: the the uh, the thirty day um, extra contact that you had with uh, the spring sport guys, how was that received? You know, it's different. You know, and and, and for us, we wanted to go ahead and give those uh, those seniors uh, some closure, and we wanted to go ahead and give the the teams the ability to get together. And I was really surprised. There's a lot of conferences that have decided not to do that. Um, so it's really, uh, I think it's been received well by the smaller schools and the medium schools. Uh, and I think others have, have, have just decided not to do that. So it's really a, a local decision. Um, we, we hope that some schools will take advantage of it, but it's totally up to them. And it's meant for the spring kids. Uh, it's not meant uh, to go ahead and develop for next spring. So we don't want them bringing in the eighth graders and, and taking the starting shortstop out and putting the, the future prospect out there. Um, but we're hoping that, you know, schools will utilize it to go ahead and, and give their kids the last opportunity to get together, to play together, and, and to go ahead and have that experience and, and that closure. Wade, thank you so much uh, for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, I know Tom does as well. And, and uh, you know, for us to take uh, a half hour of your time on your day off, I, I know that you're just swamped. And, and we really appreciate a few minutes of some clarity and the amount of work and how hard the WI is working, um, not only with, uh, you know, within their their walls at the WIA, but certainly with coaches and athletic directors and administrators throughout the state of Wisconsin. So uh, I appreciate your time, Wade. Thank you very much. And, uh, Thanks, Wade. I, yeah, look forward to next time talking to you. I look forward to talking about football or bath, you know, whatever, an actual sport exactly. rather than rules. Exactly. <laughs> I look forward to that, too. You guys have a great weekend, a great holiday. You got it. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, uh, Jason Eisenman, head strength and conditioning coach at Arrowhead, uh, will join us. He's going to talk a little bit about, you know, how he's going about making sure that these kids that where Tom's going to be coaching, that they come ready to go. They're, they're in shape and, and stronger than ever. And we'll talk to Jason about that on the other side. This is the Pick and Save. Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGivern. My co-host is the past president of the WFCA, WFCA Hall of Fame member and associate head coach at Arrowhead. He's Tom Swiddle. Hey, Coach Wade, uh, boy, busy as, as all get out, but really clear with with the direction. And, and for him to say, look, at this point, how I'm feeling is we're going to be ready to go come early August. That, that made that made me feel pretty good. Yeah, and, and me also. I mean, everything that um, I've talked with Wade about as a WFCA board member, um, I just know how hard he and the rest of the WIAA are working to make sure that the sports seasons in the fall happen. And we're just very thankful for that. Hey, Tom, can I, before we get to Jason, uh, can I ask you, a number of years ago, it seemed to me like for, for, for me to have any coach on and talk about the partnership or, or working together with the WIA, it, it, that didn't happen years ago. And, and it seems like, um, you know, 
as coaches, we've learned a little bit on how to deal with the WIA, and they've come to our side a little bit. And and I know that certainly, you know, you guys with 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 dealing with them and working with them on a number of things here recently, the last four or five years, I think it seems to me that the partnership has, has grown stronger rather than always fighting. Am I am I reading that right? Yeah, I think you are. I, I think there was a time where um, I can only speak for the WFCA now, but there was a time when um, you know, the things that we felt were important um, weren't the things that the WIAA felt were important. And, and it was very difficult to work together to get things done. A lot of this, this partnership that, happy, that is happening now between the WFCA and the WIAA is directly related to Wade Lebecki. Wade is a former football coach, a former um, president of the WFCA. Um, for lack of a better way to say it, Mike, Wade gets it. And um, since we've been able to work with Wade as our liaison to the WIAA, all those things that you just described have been happening. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And, and it's encouraging. And I know talking to Doug Sarver, um, you know, I, I re- realignment of the conference and stuff. And for, for that, I think that had a lot to do with what's going on with at, at least, like you said, the football coach association. So, you know, I, I've uh, been a fan of Wade's for a while, and, and I think that they're doing a great job. Our next guest today, and uh, you're getting to know him a little bit. I know that. He is Jason Eisenman. He's the head strength and conditioning coach at Arrowhead. Jason, thanks a lot for a few minutes of your time. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good, you guys. How about yourselves? Man, we're, we're doing good. This is a whole different world. You didn't go to school and find out how to work in, in COVID-19 conditions, did you, Jason? No, this wasn't included in the uh, exercise <laughs> science curriculum. No. Hey, Jason, can you give us your background and where you played and, and uh, how you ended up? Uh, I know you were over at uh, Waukesha North and now at Arrowhead, but where'd you grow up and where'd you go to high school and stuff like that? Sure, absolutely. Uh, I am a local guy. I grew up in Brookfield and played football, ran track at Brookfield East. From there, I went and uh, continued playing football at Stevens Point, where I ended up switching from pre-med, decided, hey, I love working out. This really makes me come alive. And I was coaching after I graduated at the University of Minnesota for a while with the football team, then Olympic sports at Virginia Tech. And... Thereafter, I came back home to my alma mater where I got connected with Tom. I was assisting Coach Gonring at the time, and then Matt Harris, who coached me in track and field when I was in high school, brought me over to North. Man, so you've been around the game a little bit, and yeah. uh, certainly the idea of giving back and, and, and teaching kids and working with kids to get them to – to be, you know, the best that they can be at all different sports. Um, it's got to be, uh, got to be something that 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 you love. And like you said, this was the the way you have to do it right now is different than what you thought and how you thought you were going to be able to do it. Can you talk a little bit about um, what you're doing today 
and 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 helping kids get ready for the football season. And it is a football show, but I know you you work with with athletes from all different sports. But I'd like to focus a little bit on the football side and how you're able to 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 get uh, these kids doing some of the things that you're hoping that they're doing in the off season. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, as as Tom kind of mentioned, uh, we have an extremely unique situation. Not only in that we're virtually coaching, but a lot of these guys I haven't even gotten the chance to meet. Um, but in terms of in terms of their training, you know, um, really I think the the biggest thing that they're missing is is not necessarily the weight room, um, but rather the accountability and the the structure that they're used to. Because truthfully, I mean, the idea of Sports specificity gets thrown out there a lot. Well, this is a chance to really uh, hone in on those sports-specific skills. You know, the things that they're able to do in their backyard much more closely mimic what they're doing on the field. You don't see a squat rack or a bench press on a football field. So the, the programs that we're trying to deliver virtually focus on that, movement. Sprinting, jumping, changing direction, those sort of qualities. Jason, um, and obviously, you know, we've worked together, and, and Mike, I just want to add, you know, one of the reasons we've won so many football games at Brookfield East, we won as many games between November and August as we did between August and, and November. Um, in terms of what we were doing in the off season, and under Jason and Brendan Gonrein and Cam Gonrein, um, my strength and conditioning people were second to none and contributed greatly. And now Jason's bringing all this expertise to to Arrowhead, and Arrowhead's going to quickly find that Jason is as important of an athletic hire that they've ever had. Once he gets going there, um, you won't believe the difference it's going to make for athletes at Arrowhead. And his strength and conditioning program that he's put together, and I'm looking at it right now, um, you know, every two weeks Jason puts together, uh, uh, he calls it his movement training and his strength training, and it is step-by-step what you're doing every day. And he even has attached to it, um, a link where you can go see the movement that they should be doing. So if you click on something, you know, and I'm looking at movement training, you know, uh, death jump with stick, you, you click on that and you, you have a video that demonstrates what that particular thing is. And so you know, there's really no excuse, and I guess it's the accountability thing, but, you know, everything is laid out for the athlete at, at Arrowhead. And, and, you know, his, his, his workouts, if you will, truly mimic the things that they would be doing in the weight room at, at Arrowhead. And, and, Jason, you know, what is the feedback you're getting from the players? I, I know that when you send this out, you're always asking for them to connect with you. What kind of feedback are you getting with your, your uh, training here as you're approaching weeks uh, six and seven now? Uh, well, it, it's been really neat, you know, not having the opportunity for a face-to-face. Um, you know, Coach Harris is encouraging them to, you know, post videos of them training, really to to try to foster that that team environment. And you know, I've got um, guys coming up to me with 
you know, specific needs in terms of, hey, I, I want to get faster. You know, I want to put on weight. I'm having trouble with this thing. So it's kind of cool to start building those relationships, um, you know, asking those further questions on the, the finer details. And it's, it's neat to see an appreciation for the, the finer things. Hey, Jason, uh, can I ask you, when, when you played at, at Stevens Point, you were playing at, at Brookfield East, the, the, the difference between um, trying to get kids prepared now, because your industry has, it just continues to change, I think, as far as different ways and different methods. You know, I, I'm an old guy in Swiddle. We used to just, you know, go in the weight room and try to lift as much weight as we could. Yeah, you know, that was kind of the deal. Show, by the way. Yes, right. And and now, you know, it's it is quite a bit different and it seems to continue to change. Um first of all, how do you keep up with all the changes and and how do you come up with your own, you know, package of things that you think work the best? Oh, absolutely. Uh I mean it it has changed a lot, you know. Uh I'm probably much like you guys loved training and yeah, it was it was all about lifting as much weight as you could. And that's not to say that that is important. Um but but how important is strength really? I mean, we saw and uh, a friend of mine is the head strength coach for the 49ers. The Super Bowl was a matchup between the two fastest um teams in the league. Um so you've kind of seen that that shift of, you know, speed kills as opposed to, you know, being the strongest guy in the gym. And in today's day and age, I'll, I'll tell you, with information being available right at your fingertips, uh, it becomes a game of discerning what's valuable and, and what's just kind of sales jargon. And um, so to, to try to stay abreast and be able to figure out what is truly valuable information can be tough really can be tough. Um, but fortunately, I've rubbed shoulders with guys that have forgotten more than I know. And I've been fortunate to come across some of the best. And that's kind of where I base a lot of my information from. Boy, that's good. We're going to get to a break. We're going to hold Jason over for one more segment. He's the head strength and conditioning coach at Heartland Arrowhead. Uh, working with Tom and Matt, and they, um, boy, we'll talk to him a little bit about about his feeling of, uh, you know, getting these kids prepared, and and when I, we talked to Wade about, you know, I think they're at a distinct uh, disadvantage coming in because they they haven't these kids don't know what to expect when they when they see Coach Harris and Coach Swiddle for practices and what they're going to run and and that compared to other guys who've been at programs for a while. And we'll talk to Jason about that side of it. And then I want to ask him how much direction to, does he take from coaches from, from different sports saying, look, I want to get these kids stronger. I want to get them faster, that kind of stuff. And we'll ask him a, a number of questions on the other side of the break. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGiver. My co-host is Tom Swiddle. Tom, I'll tell you what, um, Jason, 
man, sharp young man, and you guys, uh, you guys did well getting him over to Arrowhead. Well, yeah, the, the amount of, of credit that Matt Harris gave to Jason at Waukesha North for developing the football players and the track athletes there and their success. Um, you can't even measure all the things that, that Jason did. And, you know, Jason, you said something before break that I, I just want to comment on, you know, about the, the difference between just developing strength and developing speed and movements. You know, I'm one of those numbers nerds. I'm always analyzing numbers, and I've been like that my entire coaching career. When I look back, for instance, at all that time I spent at Wauwatosa East, for instance, I when I looked at the records, and what our guys were lifting in workouts, I was surprised to see that my strongest teams weren't my best teams. You know, my best teams at Wauwatosa East, and, and I had quite a few of them, were, were multi-sport guys on, uh, playing football who were doing exactly what you're describing. They could run. They could change directions. They, they had great movement. And you're taking that to another level right now with your training methods. That's the goal, Tom. Yeah, you know that that being the goal, Jason. Again, that and and I, Tom, I with what you said, I think is spot on. And and it may have surprised you, and it would have definitely surprised me because, you know, we were we were brought up in an era where we thought. That you got to be the biggest and strongest, and we didn't think about agility, and we didn't think about that kind of stuff. And when you got a guy like Jason, who now has he played at a high level, and now he's taken the things he's learned from people like he said that have forgotten more than he knows, and developing football players, you know, developing these guys in different positions. And boy, it's uh, an exciting time. I think for, for Arrowhead football, going to be a little change as far as some of the things that, that, that they've done here the past few years. And I think Fritz did a great job up the, uh, out there, but it's, it, it'll be fun for you guys to, to take over. Tom, when did you start making the change um, and, and, and working with guys like Jason and, and saying, look, this other stuff is, is maybe more valuable for us than, than, than just getting in the weight room and pushing weight up? Well, when I got to Brookfield East, Mike, it was the first time that I personally was not in charge of workouts. That's something when I was at Dominican years and years ago when, you know, all those years at Tulsa East, you know, I was the guy who was organizing things. And not that, you know, I didn't know anything, but I certainly don't have the background and training that Jason has or Brendan Gonring had or Cam Gonring had for me at, at Brookfield East. So I was happy to sort of hand it off to those guys. I mean, I was there every day, but I wasn't in charge because they just knew so much more than I did. So it was just a matter of, you know, letting guys who know more than me handle that. And I've always been a strong believer in, in multi-sport athletes. I don't want a guy that just plays football necessarily that's just going to lift weights and work out in the off season. I much prefer to have somebody out for other sports. And uh, luckily at Brookfield East, I would say the vast majority of our guys were out for other sports. And quite frankly, track was my big thing. Um, I wanted our football guys out for track and turn it over to Mike Steiner and his people on the, in the track program. We kind of worked together. I got them out, and he and his guys, he and his guys trained them. So that well, 
that's just something that I really believe in. Yeah, and that, you know, Mike and Brookfield East and is certainly one of the best track programs in the state of Wisconsin, if Absolutely. not in the in the Midwest. Um, hey, Jason, how do you guys are you doing Zoom meetings with with these players? Are you are you sending out emails on a daily basis or a weekly basis with different ideas on things that they need to do on a day to day basis? Uh, you know, we try to stay up on uh, basically what the student athletes are are kind of hit to. Um, and that being said, uh, huddle is a great way, you know, for us to have uh, unlimited access to our players. We can contact everybody in one spot. And then, of course, everyone loves Twitter. So reaching out on there, connecting with them, Zoom meetings with the the, the captains and the, the leaders of the group. Hey, I, you know, yeah, I think – go ahead, Tom. No, go I ahead. Was, I was just going to say it's interesting when you look at Jason's workout and how he's got it set up. Again, he even has links to um, YouTube videos that show you how to do an exercise. Mike, who would have thought that using a towel could be used to build strength? Yeah, not me, pal. <laughs> not me either. <laughs> no. But Jason's got it. <laughs> Man. That, that's awesome. Jason, when, when Tom talked about utilizing um, track and field as a perfect way to get kids, you know, to stay in shape, to, to continue in another sport, be competitive in another sport, and the amount that they can um, they can get better as far as being bigger, faster, stronger, track and field is a perfect addition to football players. 100%. Um... I'm a huge track nerd myself, and the reason being, football is my favorite sport, but as a strength and conditioning coach, track and field, every event the athletes compete in is, is measured. So it kind of serves as a, as a nice measuring stick for, you know, how well we're doing. As Tom mentioned, you know, between November and, and the spring season and in the summer program, Hey, Jason, before we let you go, I'm, I'm, I was looking at uh, some information on you and, and said that you had spent a summer in Colorado with Athletes in Action. How did that go? Oh, man, it was just an out-of-this-world experience. Uh, we had 27 um, college athletes um, all in one sorority house, actually, that we rented out for the summer. Of course, we divided out the girls and guys on different levels. Sure, um, and it was great. We we spent time learning how to use sport to, you know, to uh, I guess worship God through that. So that was that was a pretty cool experience. Well, good. You know what? Good for you. I'm gonna once I can get back in studio, I'm gonna reach out to you and have you on uh, the Faith in the Zone show that I do and loved it. Get more in depth on on that uh, that summer in Colorado and working with athletes in action. Um, Jason, thank you so much. I really, we really appreciate your time. Yes, Tom. Could I just mention one more thing? Um, You know, one of the things that, and Wade mentioned our meeting on Tuesday morning, you know, one of the things that that's coming out to coaches around the state loud and clear is that parents are very concerned with this lack of organized school workouts, what kind of shape their, their athlete is going to be in for football once football starts. And so, you know, this is a very important thing for coaches to think about. 
and and to do what they can under the circumstances to get their guys doing something. Well, that's awesome, and and you know it sounds like you got a guy that's pretty excited about making sure that these kids stay healthy and come uh, come to camp ready to go. Uh, Jason Eisenman, thank you so much again. The head strength and conditioning coach at Arrowhead really appreciate a couple minutes of your time. Thanks a lot, you guys, and thank you to Wade for all your hard work. Man, that's uh, good stuff. Guys, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Travis Wilson. We're going to talk a little bit about player rankings for the upcoming football season and what uh, you know what this has done to, to Wisports.net. He's still busy. He's still doing the stuff that he does. Uh, but certainly, I, more than uh, more than anybody, he's really hoping that uh, fall football kicks off on time and and kind of get back to some sort of normalcy. We'll talk to Travis on the other side. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. No games on the schedule? That doesn't stop us from talking football. It's time for the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are your hosts, past WFCA president and associate head coach at Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle, and the fans' high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host, past president of the WFCA, associate head coach at Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle. Before we get to our next guest, hey, Tom, you know the seniors that are graduating this year, I, I feel bad for, kind of like the student-athletes. And we've got a young gal that uh, lives across the street, grew up. I've watched her grow up, her and her sister. And uh, she goes to Wisconsin Lutheran. And I got to tell you, she, you know, when they moved in, she was just a little kid. And now she's a senior in high school. And, and she has always been very kind to, to our family and, and to my wife and I. And I just want to say congratulations. Now, I know her as Ray, right? Ray Haney is her name. And when, when she is doing good things outside, her mom calls her Ray and her dad calls her Ray Jesse. And, but when they yell at her, it's Rayanna Sophia. But I don't hear that very often. But I got to tell you, they've got beautiful, you know, a nice poster of Ray outside. And I think they're going to do kind of a drive-by graduation. They've got the balloons. And I watch as her mom and dad have raised her and her older sister, Tom. And this family is really close. And they hang out a little bit together. And, and, And they did such a good job with these girls Tom, I'm so encouraged by that, and the girl, the both of them are very kind and wave to us all the time, and and uh, talk a little bit about going to Wisconsin Lutheran and what they're going to be doing in the future. And I just want to con- congratulate uh, Ray Haney as she graduates from Wisconsin Lutheran, not the way she had hoped, right. but boy, I'll tell you, she's made her mom and dad really proud. I don't well, know if they tell her that, but they've made she's made them really proud. Well, for you to notice that, Mike, says a lot. And my congratulations also. Yeah, you bet. Hey, let's get to our next guest, uh, Travis Wilson. He is uh, the WFCA executive board member, general manager, and football editor of uh, Wisports.net. And and if you are into high school sports here in this area, you're on that website a lot. And Travis does such a good job. And we're going to talk to him 
a little bit about the player rankings for the upcoming football season, but want to check in with him personally. First of all, Travis, how you doing? How's the family? Everybody's uh, staying healthy? Everybody's doing good. We uh, got out and uh, went to my mother-in-law's uh, land this weekend, did a little bit of camping. So we're, uh, we're good and uh, trying to keep the boys active if we can. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, you don't want to just close. I know Travis's boys. They're very active. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to just close the door and hang and just keep them in the house for 24-7, Travis, because you're either going to end up in some 12-step program or you're going to be bouncing (laughs) off the wall. So I'm happy to to hear that. Hey, how is this what's going on um, with us now? How has this changed, um, if it has at all, with, with the things that you do um, with with wisports.net and how you can kind of figure out what uh, what needs to be put up on the website? Well, like everybody in sports media in any fashion, it's different for us and it's a challenge for us. I mean, we are still trying to stay as busy as we can, cranking out as much content as we can, um, but right now there's no live sports and hasn't been for several months, obviously. So that big piece of what we do is missing um the the spring sports are the you know the slowest time for us anyway the, the slowest traffic on our site but um still contribute a lot of page views and content and things like that so it, it has been and, and continues to be a challenge because you know a lot of people know us from our written content and what we do with player rankings and previews and news and all that good stuff but the vast majority of our content still comes from uh, and page views still comes from the game scores, the box scores, yep. the schedules, the team pages, etc. And with no live sports to have people come to our site for those things, it is taking a significant hit on our traffic. But we're trying to make up for it by producing some uh, some quality content as much as we can. Um, whether it's football, basketball, uh, some we're doing some spring sport profiles of some of the kids that got their uh, their seasons uh, eliminated. So we're trying to stay busy, but it's it's certainly an impact. Travis, you know, we we have you on every year for player rankings, and we're going to have you on later for your preseason team rankings. Um, is it fair to say this would be a, a tough year to be a rising senior and wanting to get recruited in a sport? It is. Um, you know, I've and I've talked to a number of college coaches about this. We we did some uh, some podcast interviews on our site with Lance Leipold and Tim Polisek at Iowa. Uh, Nick Gazer at NDSU, Spencer Erickson from South Dakota State, and talk to them about the challenges that they're having recruiting during this time period and, and the impact it's having on the kids that they're trying to recruit. Um, no junior days, no, uh, for the most part, it appears, uh, no summer camps, no colleges are going to hold summer camps. And those are a huge, huge thing to a lot of kids. The, the ability to get in front of a coach and have them see you, have them see your frame, your, your measurables, your body type, whether you can put weight on, whether you can take weight off, whatever it might be, those camps are huge for kids. And to have that opportunity not there is a challenge. But at least everybody's in the same boat, right? I mean, it's not like yeah. everybody has an advantage. So, um, you know, it, it's going to take creativity and, and adjustments by everybody, by the coaches. They're going to have to look more and more at the, the film. They're going to have to rely more and more on the high school coaches those interactions and relationships that they have for the kids that are trying to get recruited, they're going to have to be active, even more active than they ever have been. Um, I've always encouraged that of kids to, you know, stay engaged with coaches, to use your social media as a resume builder. Uh, that, that should be a, that's your resume, essentially what you put out on social media. So try to do some things with 
uh, you know, recording some workouts or try to find some ways to get some verified measurables, whether it's just height and weight or if you can get out and find somebody to uh, give it even an unofficial time in a 40-yard dash or a short shuttle, whatever it might be. Put all that together, get it sent out, engage with the coaches. Even, even more important now, you're going to have to be engaged with the coaches. I, I can't tell you how many college coaches I've talked to that, you know, they, they're trying to recruit a kid, and this is before all this happens, trying to recruit a kid, trying to build a relationship with them, and the kid just blows them off. And that is a huge turnoff to uh, college coaches. So kids have to stay engaged, use whatever, uh, you know, communication technologies are available, Zoom, video conference, whatever, whatever is allowable by NCAA regulations. And, uh, and be as involved in, in uh, your recruiting process as you can. I'm sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Yeah, let me reset real quick. We're talking to Travis Wilson, again, WFCA executive board member and the general manager. Uh, for Wisports.net, and if you've been, if you enjoy high school athletics here in the state, you've been on that website and seen the great work that Travis and his guys do, uh, and Travis in particular on the football uh, side of it. Tom? Well, Travis just described the current situation with recruiting and, and you know, what college coaches are doing and, and what the high school athletes should be doing. And, you know, Travis, you know this because you're, you know, you're involved in these discussions where hoping like heck that uh, our combine, which has been rescheduled for July 16th, we haven't really put that out there yet, but we would love to have a combine if everything falls together. Um, I think we would have a lot of athletes wanting to participate on that, or in that, I should say, to do those things that you've said you know, need to be done. Yeah, it was a real disappointment, obviously, to have to cancel the uh, the combine in April. It's been such a wonderful event that that uh, we've been able to do through the WFCA. I mean, we've had close to 100 college coaches there the last couple of years, including last year. I think it was over 25 Division One coaches. Um, so many talented kids that have gone through that combine that uh, have gone on to great uh, great things at the college level and been high level recruits. And you know, it's just a great day for kids to get out and. and be involved in a football atmosphere in general, whether they're going to be a D1 kid or a borderline D3 kid, it doesn't matter. It's just a great day. Uh, but we are, you know, like you said, Tom, hoping that, that that will work out to have that opportunity in July. It'll be different. It'll be a little bit more limited, um, but something is better than nothing. And, and that's kind of the, uh, the mantra for everything right now. Something is better than nothing. That's for sure. Yeah, that, that really is. Travis, and, and we had Wade on, and, and I don't know if you had a chance to, to listen, but both Coach Swiddle and I, I think, probably felt better about the direction and, and, and the possibility of everything opening up, up on time. And, and, and though it probably won't look the same this year as it did, you know, for previous years, but how are you feeling as far as Football, high school football, being able to start on time and us play a you know a full season. Uh, it ebbs and flows. It goes up and it goes down. Um, there's days that I feel really positive about it. You know, we'll we'll get some good news on a front, whether it's um, Iowa starting their high school baseball and softball seasons on June 1st. That's a huge step forward. You know, that's a big um, litmus test for a lot of people around the country are watching that. Uh, and then there's things that that come up or you know discussions that you hear and you're not quite as positive um so it's like one step forward five steps back sometimes and i'm trying to stay positive as much as possible uh that you know the kids are going to be able to have that opportunity that that everybody just needs something like high school football so bad i mean it's such a big part of communities around the state and uh 
you know, how, how incredible would it be if to come out of this, to have a, have everyone have life be in a good enough spot to be able to go celebrate on a Friday night, celebrate the young people in the community, go celebrate the kids on a Thursday night that play soccer and Tuesdays and volleyball and, and everything else that goes on in, in athletics in general would just be amazing. I think it would be a big, um, you know, comeback moment for everybody, kind of akin to how, you know, sports helped us come out of, uh, you know, the 9-11 situation and how it was a, an opportunity to kind of rally together, uh, hoping that's the same opportunity that we get as uh, the next couple months progress. Yeah, I agree. Hey, let's get to a break. And, and the next, uh, we're going to hold you over for one segment, Travis. And I want to talk uh, more about some player rankings for the upcoming football season and some thoughts on, on players in this neck of the woods that uh, we need to keep our eye out for. And, and when football gets back and, and hoping in August we get to go out and watch some high school football, some of the kids from around this area that we need to pay special attention to. He is Travis Wilson, executive board member for the WFCA, general manager. Go to wisports.net if you've not seen his work and his uh, his people over um, at wisports.net for, for all sports do a phenomenal job. This is Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by our friends at Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGiver, my co-host, Tom Swiddle, Associate Head Coach at Arrowhead. Our special guest for this segment is back, Travis Wilson, again, Executive uh, Board Member of the WFCA, General Manager um, for WSN, which, uh, again, Wisports.net is is uh, a must-to-go Website, if you're involved or you enjoy high school athletics in the state of Wisconsin. And I know we wanted to talk a little bit more about some player rankings uh, for the t- uh, 2020 season. And, and Travis, I, I would think it all starts, and I hate to tell Tom this because he's in that conference, but I, I would think it starts with Hunter Wohler, the uh, kid from Muskego, correct? Yeah, he is uh, a special talent. He's a uh, defensive back uh prospect the the best one that we've had in, in quite some time in the state of wisconsin you know wisconsin's not known for producing defensive backs there's been a lot of great linemen obviously and, and even running backs and some other positions that have done well but you don't think of wisconsin and defensive back but he's he's up there with any that we've had um a, a two-time all-state selection he was the large school defensive player of the year through the wfca you know you watch him at the state finals you watch him anytime throughout the year on film whatever he finds the ball and he finds it in a hurry. He plays uh, plays a safety position, um, but you know he's he's comfortable being that ball hawk in the middle. He's comfortable coming up to the line of scrimmage. Just a, an, a, an outstanding all around football player. Great instincts, very uh, very good size, and a solid all around athlete. So he he's the guy. He's the the number one that we have uh, headed to Wisconsin uh, as our uh, the top five in our rankings. In fact, and. If you look at the rest of those, you, you got to look at J.P. Benshaw, finally the last one coming through Grafton and, and about to go on to uh, to Wisconsin. Uh, offensive lineman, you know, good size, obviously good uh, lineage with his, his dad and his uncles playing at Wisconsin, and his older brothers Bo and Luke being there. Uh, Io Adabogan from Homestead, a defensive lineman, um, 
you know, not sure if he's going to be an edge guy, outside linebacker, but uh, just really, really explosive at 16 sacks last year. Uh, Loyal Crawford, a running back from Eau Claire Memorial, uh, been banged up the last couple of years. He hasn't got a full season in, but when he's played, he's been awfully impressive. And then another uh, guy that plays running back now that might end up being a linebacker, potentially an H-back or, or fullback at the next level, Jackson Aker. Um, very good athlete, 6'2", 220 pounds, and you know, he's a, a kid that is a sophomore, uh, took second at the state track and field meet in the discus and ninth in the shot put. So, you know, a very unique blend of size, athletic ability, explosiveness. Um, and again, whether he's a running back, whether he's a, a fullback, whether he's a linebacker, uh, a heck of a prospect. So those are the top five. And again, all five heading to Wisconsin. You know, Travis, uh, we open at Arrowhead. We open um, with um, Marquette and then we play... Um, Homestead, and I've watched a lot of film, and one of the games that I watch over and over is Marquette Muskego, and you know how you describe the the D back at at Muskego Waller, um, he's everything you said he is. Um, what a great football player! He's just all over the field, and then of course, I've seen a lot of film on the D end at at uh, Homestead also. Boy, is he quick and and tough to block. So you're, I think you're spot on with those guys. Um, you, overall, Travis, how would you rate this senior class in Wisconsin this year as compared to other years? You know, I think the top talent is is right up there. Obviously, five guys going to Wisconsin. Uh, you've also got Hayden Nelson, the defensive lineman from Brookfield Central, who's going to Syracuse. You've got another uh, few guys that are are up close to. A dozen scholarship offers, Garrett Gillette from McGuanagoa, tight end, um, Marcus and Bow from Wauwatosa East, offensive lineman, another big offensive lineman from Bayport, Calvin Mar- uh, Marasaki. So, you know, that top-end talent is pretty pretty darn good. Um, I don't know if it, there's quite as much depth in, you know, that 15 to 50 range as maybe last year or, or some other years, but it's a, a solid group for sure. And anytime you have five, Wisconsin guys, that's pretty good. And, and again, you've got a couple other D1 kids in there. You've got a couple Northern Illinois kids already. So uh, a, a top group that stacks up pretty well with with some of the ones that we've had in recent years. You spend a lot of time talking to college coaches, obviously, and you know you have a lot of connections, people you can reach out to. One of the things that I've been told through the years, Travis, and I'm just curious if you've gotten the same message. You know, when I talk to coaches who are from out of state, um, the feedback that I get from college coaches from out of state is how well the, the the players in Wisconsin are coached while in high school. Like you might be able to go to different states that have better athletes overall and that kind of thing, but the kids in Wisconsin are are well coached. Do you get that same feedback? Yeah, and that's why you see so many of them here. I mean, it's it's not just Wisconsin. It's Michigan State is here constantly. Iowa, Iowa State are here constantly. Syracuse has made a big push in recent years. You know, you look at the uh, the 2022 class, and there are some incredible athletes there that are, you know, getting offers from LSU, Alabama, Notre Dame, Michigan. I mean, all those kinds of schools have really started to make a bigger push in the state of Wisconsin, and it's not a, an accident by any means. Um, the kids are 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 very very good. Um, and you know it's it's uh, it's easier for some of those national type uh, you know programs to to get information and see kids now as well with all the different things that are out there whether it's huddle or uh, or whatever 
And uh, so, yeah, they, Wisconsin has a very good reputation. Um, the fact there's only one Division One school here, you know, kind of limits in some ways how many D1 kids come out of here when you compare it to other states. If we had a second Division One program, there's no doubt in my mind that obviously there would be a lot more D1 kids. But just look at the success that the D2 schools in Minnesota have had over the years with a huge number of Wisconsin kids, whether it's uh, Minnesota State, uh, Minnesota Duluth, who won a national championship uh, a decade ago. Winona State's very good. Look at the D3 schools in Wisconsin, Whitewater, Oshkosh, Platteville, Stevens Point over the years. And look at the uh, FCS programs that come into Wisconsin so often. Uh, North Dakota State is here all the time, obviously. South Dakota, South Dakota State, North Dakota, Illinois State, Western Illinois, the list goes on and on. And so many of those schools have had such a great amount of success. And very many of them reliant and, you know, have a number of Wisconsin kids on their roster. And, and again, that's not a coincidence. We were talking with Travis Wilson. Again, general manager of Wisconsin Sports Network. Go to wisports.net is where you're going to want to find them. Travis, have we ever had um, a situation where the top five football players in the state have all made the decision to stay at home and, and, and play up at Wisconsin. And and it seems to me like, I, I don't know if, if it's ever been like that where we've had, where you think the top five guys and they've all made the decision uh, to stay home and, and, and play at Wisconsin. I think that's really encouraging um, for Badger fans. Yeah. You know, we have had situations like that in the past and, you know, uh, an average Wisconsin class for scholarship kids from Wisconsin that go to play for the Badgers, it's anywhere from three to four, all the way up to nine or 10 some years. It just kind of depends on the year. And, and also, you know, Wisconsin's recruiting and, and what they're looking at and how many scholarships they have available. That's a big thing too. Um, it, so it, it's, we've had it happen before, um, but it's, you know, it's good to see that Wisconsin's getting the kids that they want. You, you'd like to see that. Now, if we turn our attention to the class of 2022, which would have been, uh, sophomores this past year, my goodness, you, you guys I'm sure are aware of some of these kids, but that is a really, really special group that might be as good or better than any class that we've had, at least in terms of the top five to ten. There are already six players that have offers from Wisconsin. Uh, a number of them have offers from national powers around the country, Penn State, Notre Dame, LSU just offered two guys yesterday, Joe Brunner, Whitefish Bay offensive lineman, and Carson Hinsman from St. Croix Central, an offensive lineman. Uh, Hinsman has an offer from Alabama, Notre Dame, uh, Michigan, Penn State. I mean, these are, these are some of the, the top kids that we have seen in quite a while, and they're all in the same class. And there's a number of kids that are still very early in the process that still have you know a lot of growing to do that are still going to blossom and, and are still going to get a lot of offers. So, that class is off to an incredible start and uh, really encouraging to see. Now, none of the kids have committed to Wisconsin yet. You know, I think there's some that are, are pretty strong leans to UW, and it would be awesome if Wisconsin could get all six of them. I, I don't know if that'll be the case, but, man, it's really a special group in 2022. And that's when the fun starts, Travis. Having been a coach with uh, you know, individuals who have been uh, sort of nationally recruited, it's really interesting to, to sit back and, and, and watch how Wisconsin and these other schools compete for, for these players. And, you know, I don't, I don't envy some of those high school coaches because you get caught in the crossfire of that when you have a highly recruited athlete. 
So, uh, Travis, just any last thoughts then on, on this recruiting class or the recruiting season that's coming up, uh, anything that we haven't covered yet? Well, the, a, a huge thing, obviously, is going to be what happens in the fall. If, if we have regular football and things go on, then, then great, and kids are going to get an opportunity to put some uh, stuff on film. That's going to be a huge, huge thing, even more important than ever. You know, your first three games, what you show on film, what your season film shows, uh, that's going to be huge. If we don't have football, if we have something that impacts that, and especially if other states in the country do have football, it will set uh, the Wisconsin kids back a lot. And so that's a, a really worst-case scenario, obviously, for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. But that's really the thing that we're going to be watching when it comes to recruiting is, is what these kids are able to, to do this fall to kind of catch up on the recruiting that they missed out in this spring and summer. Hey, Travis, last thing. I know that uh, that Tom is on your website a lot, and, and he really appreciates uh, – the fact that he doesn't get much sleep now because in the top 10 of this class, he's three of them in his, in his conference, another one that they're playing in a non-conference game. Four of, the, four of the top 10 kids in the state are kids that he's going to have to coach against. And, you know, he's just shaking his head because I'll tell you what, <laughs> that's that conference and, and that the schedule that Arrowhead has is, is going to be incredibly difficult but certainly challenging that, that they're going to love. Travis, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Again, go thank to wisports.net uh, to get, look up some of the things that Travis is, is talking about for the state of Wisconsin and high school football. Have a good weekend, Travis. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. You got it. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, uh, Drew Ambrose, offensive coordinator at Franklin High School, is going to talk a little bit about uh, a Zoom football clinic starting Thursday, June 4th, and we'll talk to him about that. On the other side, this is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. My co-host is Tom Swiddle, Associate Head Coach at Arrowhead, past president of the WFCA and WFCA Hall of Fame member. And our next guest, and, and Tom, I never thought we'd be talking about a Zoom football clinic. Just yeah, didn't think, yeah. never thought we'd have to figure out how to do anything. You know, football coaches get... Look, I know basketball coaches have a hard time figuring out how to get on Zoom. And and I don't know about you football boys. You might be a little smarter than us basketball coaches. We are we are joined by Drew Ambrose. He's the offensive coordinator for Franklin High School. And uh, he is going to be the host of the new WFCA Zoom football clinic starting Thursday, June 4th. Hey, Drew, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing well. You getting ready for the for your clinic on June fourth? Uh, yeah. Well, actually, I'm I'm actually kind of on a mini vacation right now, so I'm, I've been uh, taking a couple of days off from it. But yeah, we've got a we've already got seven or eight speakers lined up, so it's, we're off to a good start. Hey, Mike, if I could uh, kind of give the backstory to all sure. of this, um, you know, after the clinic was canceled, 
um, the, the WFCA, we brainstormed on how we might create a clinic atmosphere for our members and also give our sponsors and vendors an opportunity to connect with our members. So we tossed around a lot of ideas, having a podcast, virtual clinics. Well, Drew beat us to it. Um, Drew on his own, uh, about, what, two months ago, maybe seven weeks you've done this, um, started his own Zoom football clinics. And he did it uh, using the Franklin High School Zoom account, which can accommodate uh, 100 people. Anyway, um, you know, we learned of it, and I have actually uh, watched uh, a couple of the uh, segments from those clinics that he was doing. Um, We reached out to Drew and and just asked him, you know, why reinvent the wheel? Uh, We reached out to Drew and just said, hey, what do you think of, you know, doing what you're presently doing and just putting it under the WFCA banner? And uh, Drew was okay with that. So uh, we're kind of muscling in on Drew's territory here because it's not something that we started. It's something that he started, and we're just going along for the ride. Would that be accurate, Drew? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you know, in all honesty, the way that it started out, like, I, I, this is not really how, you know, the kind of the format's not what my intention was originally. Like, I mean, I'm sure you guys know Justin Gum. He's the new head coach at Suffolk Hamilton. Uh, him and I are really close, and uh, we've kind of done this before in person. You know, we would get together with other guys. We Actually, the site has always been – I'm sure you know where I'm talking. There's a Chick-fil-A on Moreland Road in Brookfield. Yep. And that's where, we, that's where we would go sit and meet and talk football. And uh, we can't do that right now with, uh, you know, the coronavirus pandemic. So we decided um, – you know, I just texted him. I'm like, hey, let's get some guys together on, on a Zoom clinic and just talk ball. You know, my, my thought was like, hey, we're going to get like 10 or 15 guys. And, you know, I had reached out to, you know, like Matt Kimmis is the offensive coordinator at DeForest and a few of my other buddies, um, and we kind of set it up. And then I threw it out on Twitter. You know, I tweeted out that we were doing this and, and just asked, you know, hey, if anybody's interested, you know, let me know. And I got, like, 300 responses from guys. Like, it was it was crazy. And we had guys actually reach out and want to Oh, we may have lost Drew right. for, for, for a salary. He's back. Hey Drew. Yep. Um, yeah, we yeah. we lost you yeah, there yeah. for we lost you there for a second. How, how many guys? Okay. How many coaches have signed up so far? Uh, we've had I average about three hundred coaches that sign up every week. Wow. So yep, <laughs> and it's not just uh, it's not just Wisconsin coaches. We have I mean it's probably you know two thirds to three quarters coaches from Wisconsin, but we get guys from all over the country to get on with us. So. Hey, hey, Tom. What you know? You had talked about. Look, we we're gonna think about doing this on on our own, and 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 Drew had this going. It, it sounds like it's a perfect marriage, to be honest with you. And wondering, um, are you? Does the WFCA? Are you guys having any input on who the the uh, the speakers are going to be? Well, uh, you know, we're still leaving the the nuts and bolts of it uh, up to Drew. And I mean, again, why you reinvent the wheel? Right. It's working and. Um, you know, what we're going to do is, um, you know, just a couple things a little differently. One of the things is um, Drew's current Zoom account that he's been using can only accommodate 100 coaches. And, uh, you know, when, when you're getting over 300 requests to, to participate, there's a lot of coaches that can't. And Drew has an interesting uh, 
priority in terms of who he lets on. You know, he starts with, uh, you know, Wisconsin coaches, and he makes sure that they get on before somebody from out of state. But anyway, um, we, we opened it up to some of our sponsors and vendors also, something that Drew wasn't doing. So BSN is going to be the sponsor of the WFCA Zoom clinics. And we're going to use their account, their Zoom account, so that can accommodate 300 coaches so we can get more coaches on. Then we are also offering the opportunity for vendors, individuals who normally would have been at our clinic and connecting with coaches, to sort of present. So they're, you know, like BSN is our sponsor, and, you know, a particular Zoom clinic is presented by um, a vendor. So we already have for the four... Uh, clinics we've got lined up in in the summer two in june two in july we've already got vendors who have lined up and are going to present on that night so that's really the only difference you know is that we've just brought a little bit more on there i have you know asked drew about maybe could we get this person on or that person on and drew has but drew's in charge of that he decides who comes on so, you know, it is under WFCA banner. There are just a few changes, but for the most part, it, it's what Drew's been doing. Hey, guys, is this a free a free clinic for, for coaches to get involved in, or is there a, a fee that's involved? No, it's totally free for everybody. And it, and it how will it go all day on Thursday, June 4th? No, so the way we've been doing it is we, we kick it off at night. So, you know, like I said, kind of what the original idea was, we planned it for a Thursday night because, you know, like I have two young kids. I have a three-year-old and a five-year-old. Justin's got young kids. So we said, all right, well, let's schedule it for after all of our kids are in bed, and that way, you know, we don't have to de- worry about any of that stuff. Um, so we start at 730, and then the speakers go for, uh, you know, approximately 15 minutes each. Um, and then that usually takes us, we have, we've averaged about 10 speakers a night. So that takes us, you know, out to, you know, 10 o'clock or so. And then after that, we usually have a, a good crew of coaches that just kind of hang out and we just, you know, talk ball and, and just have a discussion about whatever we like afterwards. And that sometimes has gone on until 2 a.m. <laughs> that does not surprise me, Drew. That's just yeah. not because, you know, with, when they had the opportunity to do that up, you know, up at the clinic, up in Middleton, that that may be actually a little bit later than 2 a.m. to be honest with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey guys, let's get to a break. Drew, can we hold you over for one more segment? Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. He is Drew Ambrose, offensive coordinator at Franklin High School. Again, they are doing the uh, WFCA Zoom football clinic uh, Thursday, June 4th. Hey guys, before we go, how, if coaches that didn't know about this want to get involved, Drew, how do they get a hold of you, or how do they sign up for this? Uh, the easiest way would just be to contact me on Twitter if you have a Twitter account. Um, that's where I usually send out the uh, invitation and the sign-up forms. Otherwise, they can just email me. My my email is just ambrose.drew at gmail.com, and then I can get them the invite that way, too. And what's your Twitter account? My Twitter is at uh, drewambrose2, the number two at the end. Perfect. At Drew Ambrose, it's A-M-B-R-O-S-E. The number two is his Correct. Twitter account, and uh, he'll get you the information. If you're a, is it a high school only? Can 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 uh, youth football coaches? Can college football coaches get involved? Yeah, absolutely. We we have a pretty good contingent of college coaches. Actually, uh, you 
you know, Matt Entz, the head coach up at North Dakota State, is almost a weekly uh, guest on there. He comes on and watches just about every week. So you get some pretty big-time guys come on. That Man, that's awesome. Again, he's Drew Ambrose. We'll get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue talking to him a little bit. We'll talk a little Franklin football. On the other side of the break as well, this is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Mike McGivern, my co-host, is uh, Coach Tom Swiddle. Our special guest, Drew Ambrose, offensive coordinator Franklin High School, through in a uh, WFCA Zoom football clinic on uh, Thursday, June 4th. And you can uh, get more information or if you have some interest in, in learning more about it. You can uh, reach out to, to Drew on Twitter. Probably the easiest way. It's at Drew Ambrose number two. At Drew Ambrose number two. Hey, Coach uh, hey, Franklin. Mike, can I just add something real quick? Uh, yeah, you we bet, Tom. We're going to do an email blast to our membership next week in which we're going to have all of this clinic information on it. So we will be reaching out to all of the members of the WFCA with all the information they need to know on how to sign up, everything you know, you need to know about the clinics will be sent to them next week. Boy, that's awesome. So if you uh, if you want to do it today, get more information, you can go to his uh, Twitter account. Again, it's uh, at Drew Ambrose, the number two. Hey, Drew, uh, we only got a couple minutes with you, and I do want to talk a little Franklin uh, football. Yep. How are you guys handling, you know, like everybody else? It's a difficult time with COVID-19. You're not able to get your boys together and, and uh, talk a whole lot with them. Uh, what uh, what do you have coming back at Franklin? It, it, you guys are never uh, too short of talent over there. You guys did a great job from the youth program all the way up. Um, excited about the year coming up, and it's certainly, you know, as long as everything starts on time, and I think that it will, I have a good feeling about it. How do you guys uh, feel like you're going to do this year in, in that conference? Uh, I'm, I'm, I feel pretty good about what we have coming back. Um, you know, in offense especially, we return – you know, most of our most of our you know big time players, I guess. You know, we lose Brett Spalding, our tight end, who is going down to uh, Illinois State. Um, you know, we my cat quarterback, who's you know, in my opinion, probably the best. I believe he's the best quarterback in the state. Um, we've got uh, Elliot Harris, that receiver. We've got a really good offensive line coming back, so we feel really good about the season. Um, Defensive guy, you know, losing Gavin will be tough. You know, you lose a player his caliber, they're always tough to replace. Um, but, you know, our defensive coaching staff is really, really good, and I'm confident that they'll they'll have us in, a, in another good spot next year. Uh, as far as the offseason stuff goes right now, I mean, what we've been doing is, you know, essentially doing Zoom clinics with our guys. Or not Zoom clinics, I guess more of like Zoom check-ins with our guys, really. We try to check in with all the kids at least once every other week. We kind of do it by position group. Um, so, like, I you know, I, I would lead all the offensive guys. So we'd have all five of our offensive coaches, and then we would meet, you know, at, like, let's say 9 a.m. We've got the running backs. At 9.30, we've got the quarterbacks, and we just go for 15 minutes with each group, just check in, see, you know, hey, how are you doing? You know, because they are still expected to do schoolwork, so we're checking in on academic stuff as well, you know, and then just kind of their – you know, mental health, how are they, you know, how are they coping with everything? How's it going? Is there anything we can do for them? That kind of stuff. So it's definitely been a challenge. I mean, a lot different than, 
than what we're used to, that's for sure. But you know, I think we had a good plan, and you know, Lewis and and I talked quite a bit when this first first kind of happened. And, and oh, up with that. Yeah, we're we're getting Drew in and out a little bit. Hey, um, yeah. guys, and Drew, hopefully you can can hear me. You know, we we start to put together the Thursday Night Lights High School Football Game of the Week um, schedules and. You know, you you sit down with with a few other guys and you start looking at different weeks and different matchups and nothing is set in stone. But I think next week they're going to start sending out, um, you know, invitations to see if 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 the schools have interest in it. And I know that yep. I, on our first draft, um, I know week two we're we're looking pretty heavily at that Fond du Lac at Franklin game, and uh, week yep. eight we're hoping to have the McGuana go at Arrowhead game. So, you know, by uh, that 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 Fond du Lac Franklin game, I know last year was a heck of a game, and it would be again this year. And certainly by week eight, that McGuanago Arrowhead game is going to be a dandy. And and we yep. try and 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 get as many good matchups as we can. And and we would love, and I'm I'm hoping that Fond du Lac will agree to it to come down and and be part of that Thursday Night Lights High School football game of the week, Drew, because we'd certainly like to highlight and and promote what you guys are doing at Franklin. Yeah, absolutely. I think that'll be a great game. I mean, that was uh, a really good one last year. I mean, we kind of had a, you know, we came out slow out of the gates and they were firing on all cylinders, really. They kind of took it to us in the first half. And in the second half, we were able to go on a run. And, you know, we came about six inches away from tying it as time expired on a field goal. So it was a great game. And I have no doubt that it'll be just the same this year. <laughs> yeah, you'll find out early, Drew, where you guys stand when you play Fondy week two. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we actually, and we play, we are, we're at Appleton North week one too. So, I mean, they're no pushover either. I mean, and then we come back, so we go Appleton North, Fond du Lac, and then we go right into, we play Kenosha Indian Trail, our first conference game. And they'll, you know, from what I, I think they'll probably be our toughest conference opponent. So we got three tough ones right off the bat. So. Well, yeah, might as well not mess around, right? You might as well just jump right in the <laughs> yeah. fire and find out. Yeah, there's no. You're not playing any school for the poor or anything, right? You're, you, yeah. you might as well jump in at Appleton North, at home against Franklin, at at home against Kenosha Indian Trail, and anytime you look at a Franklin schedule, especially in football, you want to find out where Oak Creek is, because you want to, you know, like I said, Joe, when Joe Cook was coaching at, at at Oak Creek, he couldn't drive to Franklin to get an ice cream cone. He was always afraid a Franklin, <laughs> Franklin cop would see him and put him away, and he'd never be seen again. So he'd have to go drive around the the Franklin area. Drew, how long have you been coaching over at Franklin? Uh, two years now. So I actually, um, prior to this, I was down at Kenosha Indian Trail. I spent six years down there, and then I uh, prior to that, I spent three years back in my hometown up in Lacrosse at Lacrosse Central. So. Man, well, that then week three is uh, it's going to be a little bit special for you. That, that's for sure. Again, June <laughs> yep. uh, June fourth, Thursday night, June fourth. You plan about seven thirty to ten o'clock. And if you want to stick around and talk more high school football with a number of guys, uh, WFCA is going to send out uh, a mass email to all the coaches. If you want information now from Drew, you can go on his Twitter account. It's Drew at Drew Ambrose. The number two. Hey, hey, Tom, we just got a couple of minutes, but you know, it's, it's good to see these young guys that are putting together stuff like this on their own. And, and, and I love the fact that football coaches share 
more stuff than I think basketball coaches do. They're willing to talk more about how they go about what how they run practices, how they're running this offense or this defense. And it seems to me that you guys are more willing to share ideas than some, some basketball coaches. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. Well, I, I can't speak for basketball, but um, certainly in football, um, football coaches um, are willing to talk about really anything with other coaches. Um, even sharing ideas sometimes with guys in your own conference. Now, you're not going to give away all the secrets or anything like that, but, you know, you do talk football with these guys. And, and uh, you know, that's one of the things that we really miss by not having the clinic. There are guys that I would see uh, at the spring clinic, it's the only time I see them all year long is, you know, is there. And to be able to sit down and have sort of a, a side clinic of sorts where you can just talk schemes or whatever is always a lot of fun. So the, the Zoom clinic falls within those guidelines, if you will, giving coaches that opportunity. I have to say this. I'm too old to stay up until 2 a.m. Um, <laughs> like Drew and his young guys did. I, I got off of, of those uh, Drew's Zoom clinics at the end of the clinic. I didn't hang around for the, the social um, aspect of it. And based on what I was seeing with some of the coaches that were watching the, the Zoom clinic, uh, some of the um, liquid refreshment they they had reminded me of the spring clinic. <laughs> there you um, go. In Madison. Would you agree, Drew? <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, just so you know, uh, Coach Fletcher just sent me a text said, man, it's good that Drew's going to give up all his offensive schemes and what they're going to run when they play Horlick. So, guys, thank you so much. <laughs> I, I appreciate it, Drew. Uh, thank you for You're the time, much. Tom. It's always, it's always great. Again, June 4th is uh, that uh, clinic. You can go to... Uh, Drew Ambrose, uh, add Drew Ambrose to the number two to get more information. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.